0: different day. <laughs> I, I tell you, I, I brought a devotion, which is my sermon, <laughs> without the notes, without the details, to staff meeting, and my staff looked at me and said, well, why don't you just preach on that if that's where your heart is? So we are off Galatians this week. Uh, this is where I'm at, and sometimes as a pastor, you just got to be where the Spirit has you, and uh, I felt that not but two weeks ago on the truth. Uh, But when an ambulance gets called on me and I go to the hospital the first time in my life and then my little girl has an ambulance uh, called on her and that's when you feel real helpless and you feel, okay, something's not right. My son hasn't come in two Sundays until today. It's like every Sunday and every Wednesday there was something. And you just start saying, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And so my head started stirring with what does scripture teach. And I know some people don't like a song that's repetitive like that. But that song is the song I talk about when I tell you I was at a D now with thousands of kids and hundreds got saved and we didn't get out of there is power in the name of Jesus. We, it wasn't day two, it wasn't day three, it was day one and we never got to the sermon. It was the first song. It was there is power in the name of Jesus and we never got past that. And the Holy Spirit fell, and hundreds got saved. And, and, and literally the pastor came out and said, oh, I don't know, I've never experienced this, but I'm just going to invite people to come to Jesus. And they did. So take your preference and put it somewhere else. I asked Justin to sing that song for me. Because that song means something to me. There is power in the name of Jesus. Sometimes you don't have to have the words. You don't have to be able to figure it out. You just have to plead the blood of Jesus and plead Jesus, and it will take you. It will be enough. Amen? Well, let's talk about something. This sermon, I did not write my notes like I normally do in a commentary type of way. This is, this is how I would say it to you if we were sitting down in my office and we were just discussing these scriptures. I wrote it, been talking. So don't take it personal. Some of it's I'm asking questions. I'm not trying to commentate and I feel the scriptures speak for themselves. You don't need me to commentate on it. There needs to be questions and there needs to be application when we read these passages. And we got 30 minutes and if I don't finish, I'll, fin- I'll finish next week. We'll see what happens. Luke 24, I already read this, 48 through 49. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you. But stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. What what is this saying? The disciples are seeing the resurrected Jesus. And what is he saying? Well, I already told you this, John the Baptist already prophesied this, that the Spirit's gonna come, and when the Spirit comes, man, it's not talked about as, oh, it's just gonna be this thing. No, power! Same power that resurrected Jesus from the grave. That's what it says. I'm not not telling you that means this or that, but I think as evil times, get worse as if we are nearing another world war, possibly the end. I don't know, and I'm not even preaching on that. I don't try to go there as a pastor. I could talk personally with you. I sat under one of the greatest minds. He was the president of Baylor, he was the president of uh, of HBU, and I got to sit in his revelations class, and I got a lot of theories that you probably don't believe. I have different views than you. So I, I I keep it to myself for the most part because it's not all that important to me. I'm willing to talk anytime. But the thing is, is what I get concerned with is this. And and, and I think in, in times, as things get worse, when things get bad, there's more potential for the spirit to show himself up and flex. Because we stop being so concerned about getting out of church on time for, t- for football. We stop getting so concerned with, man, this or that, preference this or that. We start thinking, we just want God. Church, what I'm preaching about, what today's about for me, is when do we get to the place we just want God? We just want you, God. I don't know what that means, but I just want you. You're enough. Amen. so honest question clothed says upon you clothed with power from on high what does that mean to you what does that mean what does it mean if we're Christians we're saved a son and daughter of Christ and an heir of God do we feel like we live with the power of the holy spirit promised in the new covenant i mean guys that is the difference between the old testament and the new testament you can read so many prophecies and so many different prophets in the old testament that tell us that the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant is the holy spirit residing within us we are no longer dead bones dead flesh just trying to live out faithfully not following God, again, the Spirit of God was in figures in the Old Testament, but not like it's supposed to be today. Every single person in here, if you are a believer in Christ, you have to have the Holy Spirit, or you're not a Christian. That's a fact. That's why I don't point you to walk down the aisle. I point you to, is the Holy Spirit in your life, and you should tell me that. I don't know. I don't live with you. I don't praise God. I don't get the rush of energy that I have, in you, I can't sense that. People can fake all day long. There's a lot of pastors that I think are absolute counterfeits, and they act like Christians, look like Christians, talk like Christians, but the Spirit of God ain't in them. The Spirit of something else might be. My question to you is, do you have the Holy Spirit? I don't know about you. For me, it's a when I, when I feel that, like just now, I felt the Spirit. It's like, yes, God, yes. There's power in the name of Jesus. I feel at times conviction. At times I feel God telling me to humble myself. I I feel at times that God, I I feel people with the Spirit come speak to me because the Spirit led them to come speak to me. Something I needed to hear so that I could be humble. The Spirit's all in my life and I sense it, I feel it. And so we're having a question here, but my question to you, first off, is do you feel the Spirit? Because let us not leave church today unsure of our salvation. If you are not sure that you are a child of God, it doesn't matter what else I say. Is the Spirit of God in your life? If you even question it, we need some counseling today about that. Amen? We need to be secure. God has offered us security. I just spent the last several weeks in Galatians saying it's not about do these, all these things. It's gospel alone. He died on that cross. He's given you in exchange. His righteousness for your unrighteousness. You have to humble yourself and say, I'm sorry, and ask for forgiveness, and then the Holy Spirit will do a work in your life even when you're still an enemy of God. It's a free gift of eternal salvation. That's what the Word preaches. And He meets you where you are. And God does a work. Do you know that? Have you experienced that? Are you sensing that? If you're not, we need to talk. Because I'm not doing my job as a pastor to let you go from here and not have that conversation. Amen? Alright, leave that to you. That being said, let me just say this plainly as you read in the notes. It is hard to read Acts and look at our lives and feel we understand or are living lives understanding we have been clothed with power from on high. When I claim that I'm not Baptist, let me tell you what I mean by that. I am a disciple. I study the Word of God. I claim disciple. That's my claim. I love being in a Baptist church because I get to preach truth. But a lot of Baptists, particularly the older generation, I'm just gonna tell you this, you're, you're weirded out by spiritual things. Almost like Satan doesn't, isn't real. Almost like the devil isn't real. Miracles can't happen. We get real weird about spiritual stuff. And I'm like, I read Acts, and that's my problem as a person who was studying scripture Growing up in a Baptist church and they kept telling me these gifts don't apply and I'm looking at scripture and I'm like, yeah, they kind of do. And I don't know why we have to have this mentality that God can't show himself. And I feel I'm living in a time things are going to get worse and we need to more and more and more come to church expecting God to do something. Not being fearful. He might heal. He might not. But why not ask? I'm telling you, it's going to get weird around here because I believe we should have some elders ready to put some, just like Scripture teaches. Are you sick? Let's put some oil on you. Why not just do what Scripture teaches? What are we afraid of? God might move? We might experience God? I'm for that. Church is dry if it ain't God in it. It's just people and politics. And that ain't fun at all. Let's experience God, and that requires faith. It requires trusting that the Holy Spirit was promised to come with power, and he wants to move, not for our glory, not for us, not to look good, not to be right. God wants to flex his muscles and say, I'm God, I'm still God, amen? We need to get serious about this, so I'm pleading with my church, this is all I got control over, church may this be a season we pray about what that means for God's church. Put fear aside and let's pray to be the mighty church that God has called us to be and have discussions what does it mean, power from on high, what does that mean? Church, I'm here to learn about that with you. I'm trying to figure that out too. What does that look like? What does that mean? I just know I'm not going to continue to read Acts and Luke in the ending and be like, yeah, God's abandoned us. No, no, he hasn't. Let's see what God has for us. Let's expect, let's pray, let's think, let's discuss. And let's see what God might do. Amen? We've already seen a miracle. So I know God is doing something. He's calling us to some things. And we need, to, we need to embrace it. Acts 1, 6 through 9. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? See, immediately they go back to a mentality that God has already preached against. It's all about here. He's coming back, and he's going to take over Rome. Israel will be the the only nation again. And he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father is fixed by his own authority, which is why I'm not going to get all caught up in all end time stuff. I don't know. I could sit here and theorize all day long and make a whole ministry out of it, as some people do, but I want to talk about what I'm talking about today the holy spirit's power in our life in seeing god in real life move and us experience him that there's no question god's in our midst and i'm telling you I'm, it's not just me i can be as excited as i can be god has asking you to step up as well to be full of the spirit and full of faith that's the theme today and as we do that we're going to experience god Amen? That's what we see in Acts. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witness, not an option, in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when he said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and clothed and in a cloud and took him out of their sight. He ascended. So, Jesus redirects their thoughts. Jesus gives them a commission instead. And This is the time of witnessing. Folks, y'all remember my first sermon when I came here? My first sermon. I should have told you who I was. My first sermon was all about what? Evangelism. That the biggest problem in churches is we don't share our faith. We're terrified to share our faith. Well, Acts speaks to that. Speaks about boldness. And believers gathering, asking for boldness, and they had their lives in jeopardy. They were put in jails and beat and still gathered and prayed for boldness. We don't have anything like Acts and what they're going through and yet we're not bold. Do you want to see the Spirit of God in your life? It's going to require effort. It's going to require saying, God, I'm a vessel to be used by you. My life is, I'm here for a reason. Amen? Unexpected confidence. Just yesterday at the gym, I finally got back to the gym after two weeks of not being at the gym. Got to talk to a guy about God, told him about our church, invited him, you know, and he said, he said he's a Christian. I'm not sure about that, but we talked about it. There's going to be unexpected conversations and opportunities that God's going to throw your way, and you're going to have that fear. Oh, and we're just going to have to say, you know, this is a season of no more fear. We got bags out there to, to minister to your neighbors. Only specifically, purposely placed for you to take a bag, go to a neighbor, And guys, it's as simple as saying, let me, I want to pray for you. How can I pray for you? And I'm telling you from experience, um, even an atheist will tell you how to pray for them. Amen? Take the opportunity. We're providing the opportunity. Take the opportunity. This is a season of faithfulness and evangelizing. That was my first sermon when I came here. And when I read Acts, that's not changing. We want, we want to be full of the Spirit. We want to be full of faith. We want the Spirit to fall on our church and matter for God's kingdom. We're going to have to evangelize. We're going to have to share our faith with people. We're going to have to talk about God with people who don't want to hear it. Because we are fighting with our witness. Notice the last two passages. You are witnesses of these things. You will be my witness. In these places, even to the ends of the world, are we? Are we wit? I mean, it's just a simple term: Are we witnessing? God's called us to be witnesses, amen. Folks, you don't have to tell everybody's testimony. You don't have to be able to articulate every single detail of Scripture. You don't need to be a pastor. You need to be able to share your testimony, and the gospel, and you are equipped. Share the gospel, share your testimony, and watch what God will do. We live in a hopeless world. There is not a better time than right now to take serious being who God has called us to be. Amen? And remember, there is power in the name of Jesus, there is In the name of Jesus. Guys, God's with us. God's with us. We can do this. Acts 2, 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I'm here to say, I believe other tongues means translates better to me in my opinion languages they spoke in a language they didn't understand and they all understood somehow and I I've, I've seen this on the mission field I have many friends that are missionaries that there's times that they speak in a language we don't even understand each other language wise yet God speaks and they understand somehow I think that's kind of what this is about in my opinion people have different opinions on this but the big point of this is they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, this is important because as we go further along, we need to understand that they were filled with the Holy Spirit here. What I'm after today is we see other occurrences of the Holy Spirit falling. So Acts four twenty-seven through 31 says this, For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, uh, Pontus Pilate together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the Word of God with all boldness. See, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. It's interesting because the disciples, like Peter and the other disciples, were already filled with the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. So this is a new filling of the Holy Spirit. Now, my last church, which was Baptist, had a problem with this. I don't know why there's a problem with this. It's not saying you lost the Holy Spirit. It's saying that you can come together asking, what are they asking for? When you pray, you're praying for God to do something. And anytime you pray something that's aligned with God's Word, you already know that answer God is going to answer. Because it's truth. When you come to God and instead of praying for things that are unknown and all these things and issues in our life when we come and we say God we're praying for boldness we have a desire to proclaim your gospel to people who don't want to hear it we want to be used by you God when we come to God like that and we pray for his boldness fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit ain't about us it's not selfish we want to advance your kingdom God And we're coming and we're gathering and we're praying because we want to be used. We want to see you. And we know that wonders accompany your hand. That's not what we're even after. See, I'm I'm not trying to lead our church towards we're wanting this or that. I just want our church to be evangelistic, used by God, vessels of His, praying for boldness. And as we gather, we gather with purpose. And His Spirit stirs in us to get busy with His work. Amen? And and that's what I read here. To continue to speak the word of God with boldness. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. You see, we need the Spirit to fill us to be evangelistic. Because we got all those fears, anxieties, reasons why God can't use me. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever. This, that, whatever. I don't know enough. All the reasons we say these things. And yet God has told us it's simple, man. It's a gospel message. I preach it every single Sunday. The gospel message, and it's your story, which is your story, which once a month I want to start having a testimony. We need to get to testimonies. But we need to get busy sharing our testimony and sharing the gospel and praying as God's people. And listen, man, our church is going to go where it's going to go with you all and me. It's not me. It's us being who God's called us to be. Amen? Uh, That's hard to hear, but hey, it's true. This was a fresh outpouring that they experienced. The Spirit was with them, but God gave them an extra oomph to do exactly what they were praying for. But, But don't miss it. Don't miss it. It wasn't like God told them to start being bold. They wanted to be faithful and they were praying, God, help us be faithful. So if we have struggles spiritually, such as fear, not being who God's called us to be, then what do we need to do? Be honest about that and say, God, we need, despite how I feel, we need your boldness. That God's spirit might stir in us, despite my boldness, God gives us that strength that we don't even think we have. Amen? So that's what I read here. Our church, could we ever honestly pray such a prayer? Are we willing to change and be bold? If not, we will not experience the manifestations of the Spirit falling on us. As we read about in Acts, there is faithfulness tied to God giving you more of His Spirit. We don't want the demonic spirit reigning in our church. We want the spirit of God falling on us. Well, that, mean, that requires us to have the right mind praying, thinking, praying for the right things. Hey, Sunday school leaders, first thing we pray for from here on out, boldness to evangelize. Put that on the list. Put on the list of all the health conditions all the struggles that we have. Let's start with kingdom activity, that God would fill us with boldness for whoever he has for us this week. I don't know who I'm gonna meet this week. You don't either. But boldness when God opens the door to just share our testimony and the gospel and see what God might do. See what God might do in this church. It Starts with us, guys. Acts 6-5, and what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Here comes the theme we start hearing. And and Philip, and these guys, I can't even say their names, and proselyte of Antioch. Why were these men chosen, full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, is what Scripture says. What do both of these descriptions mean? I mean, I get a person full of faith, but how does one become full of the Holy Spirit? I think faith precedes the Holy Spirit, full of the Holy Spirit. Now, what does faith mean? Faith, yeah, it's an assurance of what you believe. We see that in scripture. But faith is action. It's actually living out what you believe. You can say, I believe this all day long, and then when I look at your life, do you actually have faith? Is there actually faith there? So faith is action and it's an assurance of what we believe. So I think the more we take our faith to the point of action and living it out, and accordingly, that would mean we'd pray. That would mean we'd be in scripture. That would mean we would do the things God's called us to do. And when we're doing those things, we become full of the Holy Spirit. Because the two go together. But it starts with where are we at in our faith? Now, Stephen, this, was not some pro- this wasn't a prophet. This wasn't an apostle. This was a man chosen to serve. And the time in which God called him, what did God call him to do? He stood up. I don't know why they weren't killing an apostle. They chose Stephen to kill. And Stephen stood up as a servant. HE WAS CHOSEN TO SERVE. HE WASN'T CHOSEN TO EVEN PREACH. HE WAS CHOSEN TO SERVE. BUT THEY DIDN'T DIFFERENTIATE. Like, th- BOTH GO TOGETHER IN THEIR MINDS WHEN THEY'VE CHOSE HIM. BUT WHEN THE TIME arrived, WHAT DID HE DO? HE DELIVERED A GREAT MESSAGE JUST LIKE PETER DID. AND HE STOOD TOE TOE. HE STOOD HIS GROUND. AND HE'S TOLD HIM THE TRUTH. I DON'T CARE WHAT YOU'RE GOING TO DO TO ME. THIS IS THE TRUTH. Whoa, church, we don't have anything close to this, okay? Maybe we need more of that. How many terrorists have been allowed to come through our borders? I'm sorry if you don't want to. Don't email me. Don't waste your time online. How many? How many? Are we we that oblivious to the world that things are going to get worse? Are you not watching college campuses right now? And do you not see the propaganda? Guys, I'm sorry. If you're a Christian and you're paying attention to end times, Israel matters. Israel's the center. Are we going to be on the right side of this? I don't even know. Right now, I have no faith in our administration that we're going to stand by Israel. I feel we just talk, and we do as little as we can. I am once I'm, I'm terrified because I think our fate is hand in hand with Israel. That's the end times focus, Israel. And God's returning and, and converting, and there's gonna be a mass arising of conversion of, his, of, of, of Jews. That's what I'm paying attention to. I don't wanna get into all the end time stuff, because I still am waiting. But folks, why I'm saying this is this simple servant He stood his ground, and he told his truth, and he died. I mean, look at the next scripture. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Wow. God didn't just, never did God abandon him. Even in his end moments, being faithful, he got to see God. What does that tell you? What are we running our race for, guys? It ain't for here. It's for there. Amen? It's for going home. And this man and his faithfulness got to see it. Church, run your race as if you're already there. Run your race like you're already in heaven. We know where we're going. Run with confidence. Why could Stephen stand up to that? How could he stand up to that? Because his life didn't matter that much to him. What mattered more was going to heaven and being with God. When do we abandon the attachments of this world and start accepting we're called to give our everything for his kingdom? That's our call, that's our life. Stop the attachments and just embrace 100% Jesus all in I'm all in amen I mean did he not say in Luke 14 take up your cross daily and follow me all in amen I don't know what that means for you that's why at the altar call I don't know what that means for you I don't know I don't necessarily need to know but what I know is man I I I just don't want to be in a church limping. I don't want to limp myself. And if I'm limping, I want people to walk with me. Satan can attack, but we're going to teach the truth, and we're going to get busy being who God called us to be. Amen? But that requires faith in action. It requires my very first sermon I ever came, embracing evangelizing, not being afraid to talk to people about Jesus inviting people to church, but beyond that, I don't want you to invite someone to church. Tell them, how can I pray for you? Tell them your story, your testimony. They don't need to hear me to convert them. They need to hear you because you're the one God put in their life. And the whole church needs to be mobilized to put action in and, and run our races. Acts eleven twenty four for he was... He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great many people were added to the Lord. That's a description of Barnabas. Um, It's not a description of a a single day, an act, or an experience, but it's an overall description or a general characteristic of Barnabas' life, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. That's a description of his life. When they characterized Barnabas, that was the description. Full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. That's what we are striving for as Christians. And I know I'm over time and I just don't care. I gotta finish the sermon. Full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith. That's what God has called you to. Do you accept that call? Folks, I had a pastor tell me just yesterday, I was working out, and he talked to me, and he said, man, I'm so afraid that so many people in the church aren't saved. And I have a hard time with that, I'm like, man, how are you not saved You hear the gospel every week and you come regularly to church? He might be right, he might be wrong, I don't know. Let me ask you this question, are you committed to be full of the Holy Spirit and full of faith? And figuring out what that means, full of the Holy Spirit. I, hey, I'm in an exploratory conversation with my church about what does that mean for us, full of the Holy Spirit. I already know faith is the first component that leads to that. Is that something you're excited about? Something you want to say that is my life, my call? Because if you're like, man, I don't know if I want to accept that. I kind of just wanted to come to church on a Sunday morning. Do business with God. Cuz I'm telling you right now when I read Acts full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit. That's a common description of the people of God. I don't know why that would change now. Amen. Acts 13:9. But Paul, but Saul who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked intently at him. Luke writes here that Paul, Saul was no longer uh, Saul, but rather Paul, Roman version of Paul. Once again, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. What is he doing in the context of chapter 13? He's boldly standing up against the magician who was opposing God's purpose for, for Paul. Full of the Holy Spirit, Paul blinds the man. I'd call that the power of God. So once again, filled with the Holy Spirit, what does he do? Any opponent that comes at him, (laughs) power of God. Wow. I'm proclaiming that on us. If we're full of faith, full of the Holy Spirit, no opponent can come against this church. None. We may have to suffer some. I mean, read the book of Job. We may have some tests. I get it. I feel my family's going through that right now. But nothing can oppose what God has for us as long as we're following him. Amen? Think that way. Proclaim that. Whatever you came to the altar with today, as Justin and the band come up, as, as whatever you brought to the altar today, proclaim it. Believe it. Come to God with with a concern, a worry, an anxiety, a a challenge. And have some faith that God might take away. He might not. Again, Paul is the same one that said, I prayed a prayer, and and God very clearly told him no, multiple times. So we have to live through Scripture and all of the context of Scripture. But sometimes God does. And uh, we're living, breathing people who experienced a miracle. And I really believe it's time for us to embrace the Holy Spirit's power. So as Ephesians, Paul would go on to say that according to the riches of his glory, he might grant you to be strengthened with power from through the Spirit in your inner being and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Folks, did you read that with me? Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Take that in. Believe that. Why don't we see more of God? Because we don't even ask or think. We just assume God doesn't care. He does. God likes to flex his muscles and show himself. But we put him in a box. We put him in a little box, and we're like, God, stay in your box. We do that in church, too. Here's the box of religion. Stay there, God. It's not who God is. God God is... We, we, we have our minds backwards into who God is. He wants us to experience Him, to be full of Him, to fill Him, to be in our lives, to fill us daily. That's what God's desire. But we don't have enough faith to experience Him, because we, we're afraid. Let's be honest, we're afraid. If we let God be God, we're like, "But what if he's not? What if I pray this prayer? What if I ask God this? Then, then he, he doesn't show up. What does that mean? Again, I want to return to a question. Are you full of the Holy Spirit? Do you know you have the Holy Spirit? There's no reason to leave this room until you've had a conversation with somebody if you're not sure, about you have the Holy Spirit in your life. Because I don't depend on God doing this or that. as to my belief, my testimony is already, ha- I already have it. But my testimony also is not a one-time event walking down an aisle. My testimony is every day, every month, every week of my life. Because I feel God and I sense Him every day. So He doesn't have to answer every prayers. He just doesn't. But I'm not going to stop asking, because I want to see God. I want to feel God. I want to have faith. I want to be full of the Holy Spirit, and I want my church to be faithful and full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And I don't care if I've gone over. This is a family talk. To me, today is a family talk. I'm talking to my church. And this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at as a pastor at this season of my life, at this season in my life. (laughs) And what's going on? Filled with all the fullness of God, strengthened with the power through His Spirit, your inner being is the prayer of Paul, able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. May we ask the Holy Spirit to fill us. I'm trying to communicate as clearly as I can. A pastor who thinks it all relies on him is an, a dummy it's us if we want to see god feel god sense god it's us my job is to lead us towards where we need to be and as we do that we will experience god amen not be afraid not be anxious not be worried and even when spiritual attacks happen it's walking with God, trusting him to move. He tells us, hey, I'm calling you to do something in your community about sex trafficking. Okay, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tell my church, hey guys, God told me this and we're gonna have to figure out what that means. I don't know what that means. I just know he told me that. I don't think it's my job to figure that part out other than God said you're supposed to care. So I'm calling city officials, I'm having a conversation and I'm meeting with Cloud soon, I'm meeting with the new sheriff and meeting with somebody who wants to be a sheriff. And her whole point of her running is to do a sex trafficking, you know, initiative in this community. And I'm all for that. Because you know why? A couple months ago, I saw myself in a place where I saw sex trafficking. I called Lee Fernandez. I called a friend and said, I don't even know what to do about this. And then I talked to law enforcement, and they're like, we don't know what to tell you. How do we not have any kind of knowledge of what to do if we see it? God's got a bigger call for our church than just Sunday morning, amen? Love you. Pray about what was said. Read the notes, I didn't even preach my notes. (laughs) Read the notes, that's what I would say to you, looking at those passages. To me, this is a family talk. Do we want the Spirit of God in our life? Do we wanna be, I hope, a description of our life full of the Holy Spirit and faith? What does that mean? For each of us, it may mean something utterly different. It starts at the altar, but I know this, to experience God the way we want to experience Him, man, it's not about a presentation on a stage. Too many churches get wrapped up in that. It's us. When we're in the right spot, man, God's going to just flood this place with His mercy, His grace, and His presence. Do you believe that? Raise your hand if you believe that. He can. Let me pray. Father, thank you for today, the opportunity to study your word, to sing praises about the power in your name, Jesus. We know what we need for our family and our situations, our challenges, whatever we brought into this place, is you move powerfully in us, God. And in our turmoil, may we just completely rely on you more knowing our need is for you. Man, we stumble, we make mistakes, we, we have things we're to. As the song said, we need to break the chains. We need you to break the chains in our life. And God, we know that, that there's issues. And I pray that today that we just have a greater desire for the things of you than the things of this world, that we recognize We're meant to be here for a higher purpose than just learning. We're here to be used by you. Use us, God. For my brothers and sisters I see in the room that are strained and tired and and worn out, I pray that there would be a boldness, that there would be a spirit falling in their spirit, that today may have ushered that in, that they would be filled again the purpose that you have for them, that they'd be able to continue on being strengthened. And for the person who may have never shared with anybody, I pray that, God, you just bold embolden them, that we might get busy in our time to do something for the Lord, for you. We love you. Amen. I'll be here for anybody, uh, for any reason. (laughs)